a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Relentlessly Resilient, where real people share their real-life experiences and the tools they've learned to move forward and live their best life. I'm Jenny Taylor, and today I am here with Tanya Kirkland. Tanya, how are you? Hello! This, I'm great. I'm so excited to okay, be here Okay, this is today. so great. Thanks for joining us, because turns out you and I have known each other since junior high, but just recently got reconnected to record today on this podcast through a common friend who really refers to everyone as her sister. I love her. This friend of ours, Kate, who she's my sister, she's your sister, she's everyone's sister. I love her. And, and we'll yep. have her on another day because she has her own stories of, of resilience and overcoming and just perseverance to tell. But today it's you, Tanya. Thank so, you. Let's start. Who are you? Give us a story. Not everyone's known you since junior high. Can you introduce yourself for it. us? Who am I? I love this question. It is something I actually remind myself of daily. I remember who I am. So I love that that's how you started this. I am a Jesus-loving, following mom of three boys. I'm married to an incredible man. I live in sunny St. George, and I have the honor and privilege of knowing my calling in life. I am okay, a life that's coach. a bold statement, and I love that. Yep. It is who I am so tell to my us, core. Tell us when and where did you discover this calling, and how long have you been doing this as a professional calling, I guess. And did you always know that was Um, your calling? I think I've always known, even as like a child, I remember wanting to give advice. And that's what I've learned about coaching is it's actually not giving advice. It's totally different. Which almost feels counterintuitive. Yeah. Yes. Coaching is actually the power and ability to listen to someone, to hear the thought that they are having that are keeping them stuck, repeating those thoughts and allowing someone to discover how to overcome, how to conquer, how to become better. Wow. I love that because I will, I'm laughing when you said I always wanted to give advice. I'm like, oh, me too. Maybe I should be a life coach. I've always wanted to tell everyone what they should do with their lives. (laughs) Like, I've always kind of been that bossy little girl that thought I knew the answers. Me too. And then I'll tell you, real life happens and pretty soon, sometimes maybe I want to give you advice, but I'm not sure what advice to give myself. And I'm not sure what step to take. And and do I go left or do I go right? Do I go north? Do I go south? And sometimes the best plans we make then lead to either a dead end or an abrupt fork in the road that we didn't see coming. And I love how you're coaching what you just said, that you help people who might be inhibiting themselves. My own fear, my own worry, my my inability to make a decision. Maybe that's my roadblock. And you're not going to tell me how to do it because 
Oh, man, sometimes that's what I want, though. I want someone to just tell me how to do it. But at the same time, I don't want you to I tell know. me what to do. You know, no, that contradiction. You don't want to follow my... No. Yeah, you don't want to follow my instructions, right? But yeah. what about discovery? So let's talk about that. When did you discover the field of life coaching? Let's start there. So I would say that is really fun, like, when I discovered. So I am 44, so I would say when my youngest started elementary school, there was some cultural questions that came up of what are you going to do next? What's next for you? Was it go get a job? Was it go back to school? Had you what, been, what? had you been home, like stay at home mom life for yep, sounds like? Been a, okay. Yep, exactly. I've been a mom. So this was the next phase. This was what yeah. was next for me. And I wanted someone to tell me what to do. I wanted to go to someone and have <laughs> someone say, lightning Tanya, in the sky. This is it. Here you are. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all want that. But well, we want clarity, that, we think. We want, yeah. we want certainty. Well, like, this is where I have to be or what I should be doing. And so it's not scary. And I would say the thought error behind that, Jenny, is we don't want to make a mistake. For sure. If we were willing to go all in, no matter what. Whether we win or whether we lose, we just know that we are moving forward, that we are trying to accomplish something. And we would be so much more confident and empowered, right? If, if we oh, didn't yeah. have the fear of failure. And, and I don't know, I don't know is one of my favorite little phrases. And let me just really quick teach you. So okay. when someone asks a woman over 40 of what is next for her, and her answer to that question is, I don't know, that's the thought error. Okay, I because love that actually, you call the thought error. That's very good. Keep yeah. going, keep going. The statement is, you are the only one on the planet that knows what's next for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because you are the only one who knows what you want or who knows the most about yourself. You're the only one. It's only you. Okay, so when you your little one went back to school full time, I'm guessing first grade. How many years ago yep. was that? And did you immediately say, "That's it, I'm life coaching it"? No. So that actually was let's see, that was six years ago. Okay. And what I did soon after that is I homeschooled my kids. Okay. I asked my husband to quit his job. And we did the van life and traveled the country. Like that was our okay, wait we a sec. discovery. Yes, I know. So what was next? So your kids went back to I, school full time and then you pulled them all out of school. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. I Tell like, me more. Tell me more. I need this. They're growing up too fast and let's freeze this. How so old were I the kiddos? Had, he was actually in second grade. So that okay. first year, I would say it was just. I don't know what to do. Sure. I, I, it's a I huge really transition period, especially if you've Absolutely. been out of the work field and in the home. Yeah. I, I know a lot of friends that are in the same situation where that youngest child is now at school all day and you do find yourself kind of where, okay, so you had a second grader. How old were the other two boys? And then I had a sixth grader and an eighth grader. So, And you just said just that's kind it. Of, we're going to spend some time well, as a family. Said, we're out of here. I asked the question, what is next for our family? What is next? And one of the things I knew is I, I wanted them all to myself. I wanted to try it. Okay. And but not so just at home. Did, 
I mean, a lot of people homeschool and they want to have that educational environment where they are schooling the children and, and having, like you said, having them to themselves or not sending them off all day. But you're saying you didn't just homeschool the kids for a year. You packed them up. Your husband, you had your husband quit his job. So so lots of questions here. One of them becomes, well, how do you pay for that? Because without an income, how do you van life it? It was a van life. So first six months, I wanted to be home just so that I could get a feel for like true homeschooling. Okay. And understanding that. So we only did a full month travel of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, got it. Okay. And that was just me and my kids. So I left my husband here. He was still doing his job. Going to work, loves, sure. loves his job. So okay. that's the other hard part is I couldn't get him to quit. <laughs> so well, I can kind of see why. Like, what, did yeah. you did you have a magical way to earn money without working at his job? So we do. Yes. So he a trader of the forex market, which is a money money currency exchange okay. for years. So and it was finally like almost like a shove of like, okay, you're going to do this full time now. And we're going to do this. Like, okay. So then it's portable. We had a good chunk of savings and you're going to do this. Okay. So I went and did the Pacific Northwest with the kids. We came back and it was like, it was awesome. We enjoyed it. And now we're going to gear up for when we leave next year. So that was in the fall. Okay. Okay. So then we actually ended up leaving in March and Part of the drive for this, my why, was I wanted to discover the best place to live. Like a part of that was like, I'm looking for something outside of myself. I was looking to satisfy something outside of myself. So with that, I had learned of Jody Moore, who is an amazing, incredible life coach. who is. Who is certified through the life coach school. And as we traveled... I binge listened to her. So mm. that was part, and you know, as we listened to those, her podcast and understanding really the power of your mind and what is possible when you have someone who will listen to you and, and allow you to identify those pieces that are keeping you stuck. So sounds like by March, the time you left in March for the van life, your husband yeah. did quit his regular job, did come yeah. with you and you were gone a year. Yeah. We actually were only gone for two and a half months. Like oh, okay. The idea was like, let's be gone for a year. So it ended up, there's like this miracle that happened when we finally got to Washington, D.C. We ended up buying a sprinter. It's over 10 feet tall. You can't oh, yeah. park in big cities. And we had Can't go through Washington, the drive-through at most places. My yeah. sister has one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. Great vehicle, so, but Washington, not the DC. most convenient. Yes. New York City, Philadelphia, and Boston <laughs> were our next four stops. And I was like, No. We're not doing this. We had this moment. It was like this rad, just like, aha moment where I came to him and I said, I'm done. And he looked at me and he said, I'm done. And literally two seconds later, the phone rang and it was his boss. And he said, I never hired anyone for your position. When are you coming back? Oh, perfect. So that worked out great. Yeah. So, but on that trip, that was the discovery is I was looking for somewhere to live outside of St. George. And what I found is I love it here. And I also found that I wanted to be a life coach. I wanted to help people with their thoughts and what the sentences that run in our brains and the sentences in our brains that stop us. So this, it sounds to me like you had this opportunity to get out of the norm, out of the the status quo, binge listen, some really inspirational, motivational 
really therapy for lack of a better word, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah. almost like modern it therapy. Is. It doesn't yeah. look the same as our parents or yep. grandparents' day of seeing a psychiatrist on the couch or something, but this coaching approach. Yep. Okay, so what does it take to yep. become a life coach after loving listening so, to another life coach? Yeah, so as I listened to Jody, I was like, this is amazing, but this isn't my meat and potatoes. I'm looking for meat and potatoes. I need to know what she knows. And so, again, she's certified through the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo, who is a phenomenal coach. She has created this school specifically for training people on how to understand thinking and how to overcome fear, doubt, all of it. It just is this tool, like, you know, at the beginning, you had introduced us and talked about these tools. That's exactly what I feel like I purchased were tools to enable and empower me to become my best self. I love that. So I did the same certification as Jody. How long does and, it take? Um, it was a year. I had a full year, and I certified at the end of 2020. So I've been a life coach almost for three years. Okay. So, so that's great. We are going to take a quick break and come back and jump into what it is you have learned or continue to learn about resilience on this life coach journey that you've embarked on. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Okay, so Michelle, here we are with Tanya. We are always looking to be resilient, build resilience, be able to face life with resilience. And now we have a life coach on the line. You're training to become a life coach. I am. Tanya and Michelle, let's have both of you talk a little bit about what that process is to become. We hear the word certify, so clearly there's some type of training, but maybe just give me life coach 101, if that makes sense, not exactly what it means to be the life coach, but what is the process to become a life coach? I'd love so, to hear from both of you yeah. in the different schools of thought. So I just want to clarify that I was not here for the first segment. So if it sounded like I was ignoring everybody or checked out. She was out, actually life coaching. I was actually in enough. school for life coaching and was a few minutes <laughs> she was late. certifying. Yeah. I love you. Doing the work. Doing the I work. So first of all, Life coaching is different than therapy or, or bossiness or bossiness or <laughs> any of those things because we believe that people are whole, complete, and resourceful. And so because we believe that, our purpose is really to be able to be reflective, to support people in discovering their own answers. And we do that through yeah. questions, really, being curious, yeah. being interested, and being present. I love that. So what does the training look like? Have you gone to like a school, Michelle? Is it virtual? You're meeting in like I Zoom am. groups, independent, yeah. small group study? Yeah. So there's a lot of options for uh, life coaching schools. You can go attend schools. I am enrolled in Jay Shetty's International Coaching Program. He has a personal mission to make wisdom go viral. 
and he wants like to hit a billion people over the next, I think it's five years or something like that. So it's a huge goal. He's getting people enrolled as coaches, but he's also helping build business plans and structure. So you're not just getting the training, you're getting the business end of the business as well. Oh, yeah. And then, so you're not just thrown out the door. Some coaching schools are two weeks. So, you know, if you're out there, and I'm not going to say that some are more valuable than others. I think it really depends always on the person is the right person for sure. you. And that'd be true with like a university track as well. Like if I'm right. going to get some type of training or education, I've got to find the right fit. That's why I love the idea. Both of you are here. Both of you are, are phenomenal at what you do. And you've chosen two different schools. And I think right. that's great. Yeah. So Jay Shetty's program is a six-month program, but it is intense. Is it? I've been putting in 10-hour days doing wow. modules. And there's a lot of pieces to it. So there's understanding what coaching is itself, the ethics behind it, when Ooh. to refer a person that that is in need of skills outside our scope Perfect. of practice. Coaching is not therapy. Coaching there is might not be therapy. A time for there the are therapy times. To, there are times in. if somebody is really triggered or is not able to process maybe past trauma, they may need, and some people may not. Some people sure. may be able to the do it through coaching. And being able to ask themselves questions and process it through, they may be able to do that on their own. And at other times, it can be a place where Maybe this is no longer block. appropriate. Sure. So there's that. So back to the, the schooling process, it's a lot of like learning those processes. And then it's having people that like, I'm going to be looking for five people to bring on and I'm going to offer a six-week program where I can take them through the process. Those will be recorded and only shared with the Jay Shetty School for evaluation, for kind of like a clinical feedback. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. And, um, and so you get information that way as well. And so it's very comprehensive depending on the school you choose. Sure. I have a friend that's going to go to Amsterdam for a two-week program. There's no way in two weeks to be able to get all this kind of in-depth evaluation and so, you know, that doesn't mean that that coaching program will be not valuable. Sure. But a different approach. But I think that it's important for people when they're considering a coach because anyone can be a coach. It's not regulated. There's no requirement it's for certain like an online pastor. I could just declare yeah. myself a clergy. Yeah. Or a Which life is coach. why we hear everyone is a coach. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the grocery store clerk, she's she's a coach, the librarian, she's a coach. Like everybody's a life coach, but not everybody's a great life coach and not everyone's doing it as a practice. And that's a big difference. Sure. And I think in order to be really good at coaching, it's really about taking your own stuff on every day and being willing mm -hmm. to be in the process yourself. Oh, I love that. Tanya, let's hear about your journey. Oh, through your coaching, I would just say coaching amen training. to that. Oh, yeah. oh, that was so good, Michelle. Yes. You get to be the student first. Right. That's the most powerful part. And so I like I to say sort of, student yeah. first in all ways. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Always. Always. As a school always. teacher in the room, I'll so take true. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I certified, again, through the Life Coach School, and um, my program was a year. Brooke runs a couple of different options. Again, she has a short time, but she has a, long, a longer extended year program. Ours, it comes with course material, and we have a weekly 
meeting that we do homework for and, and attend and and in those meetings we it is required that we all be there that is where our practicum and our clinicals take place is that forum uh, there was 10 of us in my cohort a lady from salt lake and then i had a lady from france i had a lady from new oh, york wow. it was just so powerful so virtual together, together. exclusively virtual yeah. yeah both of you okay yeah. you don't need to be somewhere mm-hmm. you can be where you are yeah, yeah. and i yep. love that wasn't it amazing i mean for me jay shetty school is international as well so there's people from dubai there's people from all over the world that's all beautiful to get yeah. such different uh, perspectives especially Australia, where Kenya. so much of life is cultural mm-hmm. Like Tanya, like you yep. said at the beginning, we in in the culture here in the stay at home mom world of of Utah culture, a lot of us aren't in the workplace until our kids go back to school. Then we find our kids back in school, yep. going, "What do I do?" That might be completely different in a European mindset or the Middle Eastern mindset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, culture is a huge piece of it being is. coachable and coached. I would yep. think. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I like about the Jace Shetty School because you can't coach people unless you have an understanding of the culture and an awareness of what's offensive, what's not offensive, yeah. what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And so you really have to leave your own judgments out of it anyway in coaching, but it's a it's Yeah, a you can't pass level. your baggage on <laughs> to somebody <laughs> no. else. No, yeah. we don't get Okay, to. I'd be a bad life coach. Never mind. <laughs> I'll just come to you too. Okay, Tanya, tell me, what is diversity, it? Diversity, I was just going to yeah, add, go diversity, ahead. equity, and inclusion is something that is like so, so foundational and important to the life coach school too. Like you said, that piece of just, being open and renewing judgment. I just wanted to add to oh, Michelle Richard. There, there's so much the power of being open and loving and listening with your two ears and your one mouth. You know, I'm just loving, that. I'm loving this. Thing. I need to sign up with both of you because it, sometimes our judgment is, is the worst from ourselves. At least yep, for me, I think exactly. I'm, I'm my biggest. I'm my biggest block of what should I or yep. could I or what's expected yep. or what will people think or yep. what would I think five years yep. ago of me today? Like I'm right. a different person. Yeah. So the, yep. the great joy so of life coaching, like because you just brought it up, is it's really an opportunity for us to uncover, to fall away all of the expectations that we've placed mm. on ourselves from our or had placed upon sure. us from our parents. Our educators, our own own mindset, our our spouses, our children, right? Yeah. And who am I? And it's really about getting to that authentic place of Mm. feeling whole within yourself and discovering what is my joy? What really brings me joy? What is my purpose? What is my value for being here on this planet? What am I going to contribute? Because really, ultimately, at the end of the day, most of our joy in life truly comes from serving others. Yeah. From what we give. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tanya, what does your life look like as a life coach? Walk me through now the profession. I like we joked a minute before. Sure. I know what traditional therapy looks like. You come in, you lay on the couch. The therapist has a clipboard. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I think that's what we kind of default to. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I love up- though that you brought it at the beginning that this is not therapy. Yeah. And and again, yeah. what Michelle said too of we are so aware of are we bringing up past trauma? Is that actually something that is, is triggering you right now? And, and that caution and kindness and love it's therapy with like this huge love bundle. It's, it's this ability for you to understand you. And, and again, like Michelle said earlier, this is not me telling you what to do. This right. is not me coaching you. You're this helping is you people discover. And you're, 
Mm-hmm. Discovery, right? discovery. Absolutely. So what is yeah? What does that look like when I mean you have a client? Do you is is your practice virtual as well as your training was virtual? Can you yep. coach anyone from exactly. anywhere in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's most exactly of my how it's set up. M- most of my coaching practices will be on Zoom, just virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so how mine set up as well. I have a little home office with a microphone and a video camera, and away you go. Yeah. So Tanya, walk me through if, if you had a new client, let's just pretend it's me. Pretend mm-hmm. I'm your new client. Yeah. I'll be your guinea pig. What would that initial look like? What would what would you start with? What would you maybe ask of or, or assign me to do or what? And let's maybe so, just go through the initial part, phase yeah, of how yeah, life coaching is, can help someone. This is the initial start is free. And I love this part. This is your discovery. You get forty five minutes with me to sit down and let's talk about you, Jenny. Let's talk about what is going on for you. But more importantly, let's focus on that question of what next? What is next for you? And and if the answer, again, we go back to, if the answer is, I don't know, we're going to go back to, what is, I don't know? Who doesn't know? You don't. Okay, so let's ask some more questions to help you overcome your dream filler. I don't know. I love that. I don't know is the biggest dream stiller. So are we then in this coaching practice, are you with the same person for months and months, for weeks and weeks? Is it kind of depending on the person? Again, I'm just trying to get a feel for the... It's completely custom. I don't have a class program. Michelle had kind of talked about you bring people in for a certain amount of time. Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, but you bring them in for a certain amount of time and you coach on as a group so that everyone can glean and learn from each other. It's so powerful in a group context. I don't do that. I, I only work one-on-one. Okay. So my time with you is specifically, we set that up. First, initially though, we set up this free consultation. You jump on my calendar. You see what works with your schedule and mine. We talk about it. We sit down and we say, let's talk about what's next. And so do you in find... that 45 minutes, yeah, sure, go ahead. you get to discover me but I also get to discover you. And we talk about what has come up. What are the, some of the pieces that I saw as you told me your story? Is I that, a, that I do a, the same thing. And it's, I use the same word discovery. I contracted with a life coach I hired last year. He calls it an engagement call. Okay. And that call really oh. is to feel like, are we going to engage in this process? And it's an opportunity both for the client, but also for the coach. Yeah. Because the coach yep. may may identify this person is triggering my own stuff, sure. and it may maybe not we're not be, a good fit either direction. It, it may not be a good direction. Um, can I self manage these things? Am I going to be able to work on these issues myself and stay kind of ahead of the game, sure. or? Is this probably not it's a bad match? It's a bad match, and I need to reach out to my network and refer. Okay. Yeah, that's and that's exactly my process as well. It's exactly the same. Okay, so, so. I love this one. La- one last question, then we'll take a quick break. Do you, with your, you've now had about three years. It sounds like of practicing two or three years. Do you have more clients that are kind of short term? Hey, help me discover, and then I'm on my own. Or do you have more that are kind of you're regularly still there? long-term and maybe some of both. Yeah. I actually have a mix of both. Okay. Yep. I have a mix of both. I have three clients that I have been with for almost over a year and a half, actually. 
Okay. Um, and we meet on a regular basis. Um, and then I, I have those that I've only worked with. I, I had one client that I worked with for a month. Okay. And, and just so through again, the very process customizable. of learning. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. She okay. was able to build her own tools that she felt like she could then take off and run with. She just so, needed the so guidance yes, to discover yes, what she could just do. Just kind of a, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I love yep. that. There's yep. no one size fits all. There's no nope. mandated. Yep. It has to be six sessions or 13 weeks or no. whatever. And I am aware of coaches that offer sliding scales, like anything from 25 to $250. Mm. I'm a, my coach uh, was a six month engagement initially, and it was $10,000. Oh, wow. But that allowed me coaching sessions every other week and a call if I needed in between that week. So a, a lot of access. Um, okay. So, you, you know, I mean, the scale's all over the place and there's someone for everyone. Sure. So if... Yep. So don't think you're priced yes, out. So you're or not be, priced out. Right. Even if you're on a limited time no. and budget, mm-hmm. you could find someone who could at least help you over some hurdles. Yeah. Fair? And it's great Absolutely. because you yep. can hop Absolutely. into to life coaching for, let's say you are hitting up against a wall and you just are stuck and you just keep recycling through whatever the issue might be. Let's say you're having a conflict with somebody at work and you, you're not able to find a way to resolve it. You're not able to resolve it through HR or your manager or whatever. And so you decide maybe this is about me and maybe I need some coaching. You could hop into coaching. Maybe it's a six-week process mm-hmm. and you're going to learn tools and you're going to discover ways to help yourself, ask yourself the questions you need in order to advance and move And not forward. be stuck. And not, I love and it. And get yeah. unstuck. Exactly. Yep. Okay, we are going to take one more break and then we're going to come back and have Tanya help us learn what you have learned about resilience through both learning to become a coach and also coaching other people. We'll be right back. Right, Tanya. So I imagine in order to be a coach, you must have a fair level of resilience yourself to not be um, beaten down by the people you're trying to help. But also, I would imagine that you learn from your clients. I know, again, I've said before, I'm a school teacher. And anytime I teach anything, I, of course, find myself learning far more than the student I taught. So can you just tell us what is resilience to you? And maybe how has your pursuit of life coaching and profession as a life coach helped you learn about that resilience. I love that. You know, as you were talking about being the teacher and how you learn more than the student, that totally applies to life coaching certification, which way to go again, Michelle, I just want to give you a big shout out for your accomplishment. It it is such a big thing to discover who you are because you have to do that. In order to be a coach, you have to get in and look at the things that are hard and look at the things that are challenging for you. And I think when we go back to, if I could just show up and tell people what to do and they would listen to me and do all the things that I've asked them to do, life would be so much better for everyone. Of course, my children, my husband. I was going to say, what about my kids? They would just, (laughs) yes, that's what I'm talking about. Every parent should have some basic life coach training. Let's be honest. Absolutely. That's funny. I immediately went to my kids when you said that. Yep. Yes. I mean, that was my thing too of like, 
I was born to do this. Like I shared at the beginning, I was born to do this, but more importantly, it was the self discovery part. And that is the part of, I was willing to mess up. I was willing to do it wrong. And I was willing to get up and try again. And when we get in and try to learn about ourselves, it's sometimes not fun and sometimes not pretty. Actually, most of the time it's not fun. I was just going to say, I don't, know, I don't know what parts right? of fun like, you had. <laughs> yeah. There, but again, like there's that piece of discovery or uncovering. I loved your engagement statement, Michelle, but I would say uncovering of who I am, but also a piece of that is who I want to be. So as I discover who I am and what's going on for me right now, what are the hard things? What is the difficulty? Is it just getting out of bed today? And let's understand what truly is going on for me. Let's look at that. Me as a human, a human who just wants to be loved, a human who is a mess, a human who will make mistakes and drop our perfectionistic ideal life and allow us to be present and allow us to be here in this moment and find and seek the joy of right now with the idea that it may suck today. It may be the worst day ever. And that's okay. I'm going to allow that. I'm going to let that be here. I'm going to let myself feel this. Let it be here and learn how to overcome. I love all of that. I mean, that's such a comprehensive look at resilience. I I wrote down, I said, you were willing to mess up, do it wrong, and then get up and try again. And Michelle, before you got in here at the very beginning, Tanya had said something that really resonated with me. You know, what would we try, each of us, what, what would be willing to try if we weren't so worried about failing something? You know, what if we didn't, what if we weren't held back by that fear? What if we knew it might suck sometimes and that's okay? Mm-hmm. And we might fall down sometimes and that's okay. And we can still grow and climb to new heights because we're not so worried about what if. Because the truth of the matter is it's going to suck sometimes. And we're going to fail And you're going to fail lot. and fall. We're going to fail a lot. And why are we yeah. always so surprised when things don't go as planned? Mm-hmm. Like haven't we learned by now? Mm-hmm. Anyway, this yeah. is this is very timely for me because I am my baby's not yet in school, but she's she's getting to that age. I don't have a baby at the moment, like a small baby. I'm not pregnant with a nursing baby, which for like a decade and a half that I didn't have to worry about what to do next because what to do next was feed the baby, change the diaper, yeah. drive somebody to school. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. very thought out for me by the fact that I'm trying to raise these seven little people who you know need everything all day. But I think we each get to those transition points in our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's as yeah. a child grows, as a marriage ends or blossoms or someone passes away or a career change, or just maybe you wake up one day and say, I'm ready to not do things exactly the same as I've done in the last 43 years, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. It doesn't have to involve tragedy yeah. or, or kindergarten children going into first grade. No, it could just be low-level depression. Of, <laughs> yeah. Just the time of change where you can sense maybe it's a time to transition. It's a time to change. And what would you do if you weren't afraid of not being able to do it perfectly the first time around? That's yeah. that's good food for thought. Well, I that's my that. niche. I'm going to be doing transition training 
whether it's leaving okay. a religion, leaving a marriage, leaving a leaving job, a career path, yeah, leaving a career path. What, yeah. There's lots of transitions in life, and yeah. so that's going to be my. And focus. sometimes we get afraid of what that transition might take, and so we get paralyzed in that. I have mm-hmm. a, I have a good friend yeah. who he's he's about my age. He's a couple years younger, but not by much, and he's had a profession for years. He's got a wife and kids and. Recently, he's decided to pursue a completely different profession that required quitting his job, starting new training, massive amounts of of risk from the comforts of the status quo, and he's thriving, mm-hmm. you know, but it took getting over that hurdle of what if or should I or could I or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Tanya. I love that. Let's yeah, try to get I past I don't know. Yeah. Because if we don't know what we just want understand to do, it. who does? Let's just yeah. look at it. Let's just look at it and let 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 someone else listen to you and let someone else ask you directed yeah. questions to help you because, discover. Because most yeah. of the time, I, I think both of you have said this from your different life coach training, the overall belief in coaching is that I can figure something out. I just might need help to do it. You Absolutely. are whole, complete, and resourceful. I love that. Whole, and the, complete, and resourceful. Yeah. And... And sometimes it just takes somebody to really hear us and then yep. for and to then, let us hear ourselves. Exactly. Oh, yep. I got and that's it. exactly yep. what I was gonna say next. So yeah. no, it's all clicking. Yep. You it's know, all I yep. it's all clicking today. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. This has been very therapeutic for me. Thanks, ladies. I, I <laughs> who love, knew? I love the thought that in Einstein, like it wasn't a thousand failures. It was a thousand opportunities to learn, to learn how to do it better. Well, no, to oh, learn what didn't work. That's right. It was a thousand opportunity to learn what didn't work. And, and eventually you'll figure it, it out. It, it works. And so it works. I see life coaching as shortening the gap on that. Okay. Because yep. it's an opportunity for us to start really listening to our heart, to really connecting to ourselves. And because I believe in universal energy and truth and and god it's all right here we just have to settle ourselves down and tap into it and sometimes it's really powerful to have somebody to discuss it with and then you're right hear ourselves we don't we don't have the opportunity to have these leveled up conversations every day right right? we don't we get so busy and just busy being busy right yep exactly yeah but when you do when you do, when you take a minute to have that conversation, and part of it is dreaming, too. When was the last time you sat down and thought about, what are my dreams? What are my dreams for the next five? What are my dreams for the next ten? Yeah. What are That's, they? You know, and, and Michelle and I often joke, we're both widows, and we say all the time, okay, this show isn't just for widows. But let's be honest, we've interviewed a lot of widows, mm-hmm. and we know a yeah. lot of widows, and everything you've just said, Tanya, hits right home, at least to me, the heart of what widowhood is. I mm-hmm. don't have that partner in my home and my day-to-day life yeah. anymore, even if I had the time between seven kids and carpool, to say, hey, honey, what what do you think? Not that I want my husband to tell me what to do, but he was a great sounding board. And, right. and you're yeah. in a massive, exactly. unexpected or undesired period of transition. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not in a point where yep. we said, hey, done with this relationship, looking to move forward to something new. It's, it was taken from us. And so yep. I'm, I'm thinking, man, I, we need to have like widow coaching 101 on how, yeah. to, how yeah. to dream again. I, yeah. I said it a lot, especially right after my husband was killed. 
in that very moment, it felt as if every dream I ever had died with him because so many of my dreams involved him. Right. We would this, we would that, our family would the other. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to dream my own dreams, which, uh, you know, when you do, you kind of get that paralysis. Oh, oh I'm just going to call you out yeah, really yeah. quick. You just said, I, I don't know. Don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Jenny, we well, need to go to town. We need yeah, to go no, to town. But only you do know. Right. But that's yes. what I'm telling you. No, that's where I was right after, yeah. right after yeah. Brent died. Yeah. I mean, especially as a yeah. stay at home, non-employed wife and mother, I, yeah. I, for a lot of years, hadn't thought about what. What do I dream? Because we had our dreams. And I don't think that was bad. Right. I don't think it was bad. I don't no, look at it and say, no, oh, it's not. We, we had our yeah. dreams that I had to then re-examine mm-hmm. yes. continually because half of we is no longer alive. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't right. mean the dream has to be. Right. But that, that was my first right. thought was, I, I, don't, I don't know what I, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I didn't know, mm-hmm. particularly that first year. I mean, you start right. to think you, you might start know. to figure it you out still have moments so yeah. you know there's yeah. that and for me in being involved in this coaching program doing the work myself i enrolled in this program a two years ago and i didn't complete it i i got it started i got into the second module and i way just, to go michelle so you failed i failed, you failed. <laughs> mm-hmm. but you got back up and you went back in i was afraid to own I have been doing self-awareness since I was 24 years old, 30 years now. And um, and I knew how to level up in my own life. But after losing John, it felt like uh, I needed to be responsible and I had to do other things that mm. I didn't really want to do. And mm. um, I remember talking to my financial advisor and he's like, everybody's a life coach. Your grocery clerk is a life coach, you know. And it kind of clung into my heart and head and that self-doubt right and that imposter syndrome and all of these things which grief only magnifies which which grief only magnifies when you're already dealing with so much that comment alone cost me ten thousand dollars to go and and hire and hire a life coach and take on my own self-doubt my own self-worth and i'm like you know what i feel a journey i have had such a life journey that I can really assist a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, that's amazing. And it is what my heart wants to do. So successful or not, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do it. She's going to graduate soon. That's you guys, awesome. everyone Good on, girl. I know. Uh, to Way all to of go. our, to all of our listeners. Thank you for cheering Michelle on as she, <laughs> she does her certification. Tanya, thank you. Tanya, I'm so excited to talk yes. to you. Um, We're going to have to connect. Uh, we definitely so have to connect social yes. media. Yes, I'll yes. connect you two for sure. And then Tanya, let's connect as well. Thank you for joining us and sharing your discovery. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, this thanks so for fun. sharing what you've discovered about helping other people discover their own path. Like, isn't that exactly what we're all looking for? Yeah. I just want that yeah. self-discovery. Yeah. Sometimes it what's feels... What's next for you? Yes, what's, what's next, next and what could you? it be if I weren't afraid of what yeah, it what could it be? be? Yeah, All right. To all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you will find us on your favorite podcast platform and give us a like and a review. Uh, The more you like and rate us, the more other people can find us and hopefully find ways to magnify their own tools and their own depth of resilience. If you're listening and you have a story that you're willing to share and life lessons that you can 
bring to the show and maybe share with our listeners, we would love to have you on the show. You can find us on Facebook at Relentlessly Resilient or on Instagram at Relentlessly Resilient Podcast and just shoot us a DM or email us at rrpodcast at ksl.com. And remember, whatever you do today, remember to be kind. You have no idea the struggles others are dealing with in their lives. Have a great day. Take care, everybody. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.